first time of prayer post we are going to be having today. Wow. You see, if you have anyone that is sick or oppressed or the devil in any um, way, you want to connect them right now. If they are by you, make sure they are also watching with you. If you have a family members, do not leave some to be outside to be playing and be idle. You want to connect them right now, sit them down. So I could speak to you and say what the Lord has already told me about yourself, about our children, about what is ahead of us. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to be teaching you in some few minutes on Jesus, my friend. Jesus, my friend. So as much as he is Jesus, my friend, he is equally your friend. Hallelujah. Amen. Bible says in the book of John, chapter 15, the verse 15, it says that henceforth, in other words, from now onwards, henceforth, I do not call you servants. Mm. Why is he saying so? He says that because servants do not know the business of their master. But I call you friends. Mm. Because whatsoever I hear of the Father, I make known unto thee. Mm. He says, henceforth. So in other words, we were called servants from before. Mm. But he's saying that from now onwards, we are no more called servants. And why is he saying we are no more called servants? It is because servants do not know the business of the master. Servants do not know what the master does. And as a result of that, he says he's not calling us servants anymore. And then he is calling us as friends. And why is he calling us as friends now? That, that which his father makes known to him, he makes known to us also. You see, a lot of people know God and relate with God as the creator, as the savior, as God, as the father. But only a few people know God and relate with God as a friend. Many people know God as a father. Yes, sure, we know God is a father. Father, help me. Father, do this for me. Many know him as a creator of the universe. We, we, we were taught, those of us who did RME, now I believe that's been changed now. That he's our father, he's the creator of the universe. That's what we're taught. But how surprising it is that we're not taught in RME that Jesus is our friend. That he is our friend. That he is our friend. So as much as many people relate with him as a father and as a creator, he wants us to relate with him in this dispensation as a friend. Because, you know, he says that there are many things that are about to take place because we are in the last of last days. And as much as we are in the last of last days, there is a need for us to relate with God as a friend, more than as a father. Because in this kind of relationship that we relate with him as a friend, he is able to tell us things that he would otherwise not have told us. You know when you have a friend, you are able to have certain conversation with such a friend that even your parents don't even know. That certain secrets you share with friends that parents don't even know. Are you with me here? <laughs> so Jesus wants us to relate with him as a friend in this dispensation. So we can have more information to be able to overcome the devices of the wicked one. His devices are cunning and crafty. However, the Lord wants us to be his friend and relate with him as a friend as we are. 
that we could be able to have first-hand information to be able to overcome what is ahead. So then he says in the book of Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18, he says, Come, let us reason together. Even though your sins may be as scarlet, it will be white as wool. So, he says, Come, Jesus is calling you right now, wherever you are. He says, Come, He's calling you, Come, my friend. He's not just calling you to just come so you hear what the Father has to tell you. You know, sometimes our fathers call us and then they want us to sit down so they can tell us what they have for us. And then they begin to give us advice and begin to tell us certain things. But what Jesus is saying here, come, not for me to only talk, but for us to reason. For us to have a conversation. For us to commune together. So he's not just saying, come and let me talk to you. But he says, come, let us have a reasoning. Let's reach a consensus. So the Lord is calling us to come. And that's why you are here right now. But as much as the Lord is calling you to come and speak to him so he can equally speak to you, you must understand that there is no need for you to have a pre-concluded information about what you want the Lord to tell you. Because what happens in this dispensation is that we go to God because we see him as a father only. We go to him with an already concluded mentality about what we want God to tell us. And when we do so, it is much difficult to hear the voice of God. It is very difficult to hear the voice of God speaking to you when you already have a concluded mentality about what you wanted to tell you in the prayer that you've got in Jesus. Glory. 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 Pardon me, Papa. As he said earlier, with regards to we resonating together, meaning God wants us to come and let's have that cordial relationship. That cordial relationship. That cordial relationship. As even like Pastor Peter and I, he wants us to, as even Pastor Peter is God. We are not blaspheming here, but as if Pastor Peter is God, um, he wants me to come, so we sit. When I talk, we also talk. So exactly that's what God also Definitely. wants us to do. And we also made mention of um, sometimes you go to God with, a, um, with some results in our mind. So assuming a young lady who wants to get married to, let's say he sees a young guy around, and he goes to God, God, kindly, I need a husband, but can you confirm this person for me? Is it? Is that, that's some of that, 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 that's some the mistakes many people do. They, they already have who they are dating, they already have someone in mind, and then they want you to confirm for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've already concluded, they want yes. God to confirm. Mm-hmm. And then when you begin to say something that is different from what the Lord or what they already have in mind, mm-hmm. then they begin to have an issue. And then he saw me, and um, someone connected me to this particular lady, and the person spoke to me, and I said, Give me this time, let me pray about it. When I prayed, I saw what it was, mm. and I told this person that this is not it. Mm. <laughs> the lady went up the line and began crying, talking to the friend that the man of God was harsh. She just told, I told her plain what it was. I didn't have to massage the message. I told her what it is. But you see, because they have a pre-concluded mentality about what they want God to tell them, when God speaks, they think they have not heard God. And this is what happens also. Then many people begin to pray prayers that God had already answered. Many people are specialized in wasting time in prayer. Why am I saying so? It is because what they are praying about, God had already answered them. However, what they are saying is that the answer did not come in a way that they want. So they think God has not answered. And sometimes it is also because they think they have been, because the answer is not the way they want it, 
They think they haven't heard God, or maybe they have not heard God right. Because their answer doesn't suit what they want. And so, sometimes people say they have delayed prayers, delayed answer to prayers and what have you. But you know, so far as God is concerned, there is nothing like delayed prayers. So far as God is concerned, there is nothing like delayed prayers. I'm still talking about Jesus, my friend. But we can't talk about my friend without having prayer as a conversation with God being spoken about. Because you can't have a friend without a conversation. If you have a friend, it is a conversation and a time you spend with this friend that makes this friend a friend. So, I want us to understand this carefully. There are many things that you are praying to God about currently, which is a waste of time because He had already answered you. But you think that that is not what you want, so it's not an answer, so you are praying again. It's a waste of time, He has already answered you. And they are saying delayed prayers. On the side of God, because He has already answered us. Because God doesn't have an answering problem. It is you who have to master hearing the voice of God and knowing the ways of God. For God, He doesn't have an answering problem. So if you surely speak, He says, Who? But as wicked as we are as men, but even as our children ask us for bread, will we give them stone? Mm-hmm. Not at all. How much more than He, the Heavenly Father? So He is an answering God. He answers. But the problem is us. Not being able to master the voice of our friend. Not being able to master the voice of our friend. And you see, this is what happened. About uh, Wednesday, I was talking to an old-time friend from JHS. Yeah, JHS. And she's a lady. And she had given birth. I was congratulating her. And guess what? She just said congratulations. And I said an emoji sign. And then she replied, Prophet. <laughs> Prophet, prophesy to me. <laughs> and the surprising thing is that this lady who is telling me this, the husband is a prophet. Mm-hmm. And the husband was having a program on the Friday. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mention the program, so <laughs> probably people might know. So, the husband was having a program on the Friday, and I was speaking to you on Wednesday, and you are telling me, prophet, prophesy to me. Then I said, your husband is in the house. He's a prophet also. He can speak to you. Mm-hmm. He, she says, she was bold enough to say that familiarity. <laughs> I was like, wow, I began laughing. She said, I'm, I'm serious, prophet. She, she's serious about the fact that she's familiar with her husband. So she's not able to receive from the husband as a prophet. So watch this. <laughs> she then wants me to tell her the mind of God concerning whatever she is in currently. Forgetting that what she's seeking to know is already in the house 24 7. Mm-hmm. she is seeking to hear the mind of god from me and yet the mouthpiece of god is in her house as a husband 24 7. and she is missing it because she's not seeing that the answer is in her house but she felt that the answer is somewhere else and that's what's happening to many of you you feel the answer is outside but you are the answer we are expecting someone to bring us out of our problems when we ourselves are the solution to that problem. Mm. And she's missing it. So currently she's waiting on me. <laughs> but the husband had a program on that Friday. She could join that program and then God will speak. But the problem is she's seeing the guy in the house as a husband, not a prophet. 
gate. Other people are seeing this same guy as a prophet outside. And people are receiving from this prophet outside. And she, their wife, cannot receive. So it is not God. He has already answered us. He has already answered us. But we are seeing something different. We want something different. And that's our problem. So he says, come, let us reason together. He is calling, he wants to have a conversation with you. There's sometimes when we say prayer, we, we, it, it seems to be quite complicated. So I like to use the word conversation or talking to God or talking to our friends instead of saying prayer. Because when we begin to say prayer, many people think it's about we going to God with a grocery list for him to answer some kind of things for us. Or we have a list of things we want God to answer. So we see him as a God, as our Father. He's created me so he must sort me out. But when we begin to see him as a friend and have a communication with him, then you see, he says that, and I will tell you what my father tells me. Not because you asked, but because you are his friend, so he's telling you. You see, you see, he says, he says, I do not henceforth, henceforth, I do not call you servant, because servant do not know what the master do it. But I call you friends. Why? Because whatever, this is a qualification of the reason why you are called his friend. But whatever he hears from his father, he will make known to you. So he's, he's not going to make known to you because you pray or you ask him. He's going to make known to you because you are his friend. So you don't have to ask him. Just like we are here and then we begin to have a conversation. We, are, we didn't ask any question, but we are talking. Certain things about my life, you don't ask, but I make you know. Why? Because we have a, a relationship going on. As much as there was a fatherhood and sonship, there was a friendship also going on. So he said, come, let us reason together. So he can have this kind of conversation with you. He can be able to reason with you. And you see, he wants to be able to talk to you anyway, about anything, at any time. In this dispensation, God wants you to see him as a friend more. So that he could be able to speak to you, talk to you, so he can also talk back to him. At any time, anywhere, about anything. That is it. About anything. About anything. If you have secrets on earth with men, don't have secrets with God. Tell him anything. And mind you, he will tell you anything also. You see, you see, I was, I was, let me just share something with you. I was there one time and um, the Lord was speaking to me about um, this church. I'm not a member of the church. I'm not a pastor of the church either. <laughs> so, the Lord was talking to me about Maker's House. And he says that this particular church is planning to have a TV station. What does it concern me about? <laughs> now, I'm asking a simple question. Okay, Maker's House is planning to, to open a TV station. They have not said it publicly, but I'm saying it right. If you go to them, they'll tell you. <laughs> because the Lord was telling, I wasn't asking him any questions, but he was trying to have a conversation with me. And he was sharing this thing with, with me. And I won't tell anyone it for today. Because of that friendship. That friendship. So he knows he tells you things, even certain things happening that I tell you guys that we don't put in public, and then we see them happening. How? Because I am his friend. I leverage on that relationship. Not only on the father-son relationship, creator and a creature relationship, but I leverage on the friendship relationship also. Which must be leveraged upon in this dispensation because of where we are going to. So you could be able to know how to overcome the devices of the enemy. Even that you fall in the trap of the enemy very easily. Oh Jesus. Lord, I wanna know you. 
Teach me, Lord, to know your ways, to know your truth. Lord, I want to know you better than I know you. Teach me, Lord, to know your ways, to know your truth. One more time, Lord, I want to know you. Lord, I want to know maximize and leverage on this relationship we have with him as a friend so we could have first-hand information and be ahead of our peers be ahead of the plans of the enemy so we could equally live by the sons of God are you with me somebody are you following somebody I know this word is blessing you coming so I want you to share again share this, share this life feed one more time so he wants us to come to him and have this communication going on where he can tell us things not because we ask but because we are his friends so ask yourself Bible says that we are the friends of God yes fine it has been established but do you see that taking place do, do you see that in your life do you see God as your friend or you are scared to call God your friend you, he, he seems to be too big to you that you, you you don't seem to be to be able to call him a friend so when you try to call him a friend, you feel that you are sinning. You feel that you, you are feeling too big. No. We do not call him friends. No, no, no. He called us friends. Mm. He, he called us friends. He, says, he said, you did not choose me. I chose you. He, he first called us. He first called us. We did not, we did not call him. So there was no need to be scared to call God your friend. We are no way saying we are equal to God in terms of His sovereignty. We are saying we are friends because that which resides in Him or that which He is is in us also. He gave us a spirit, and that's what gives us life. Are you here, somebody? So, Jesus, my friend, what did they tell me? Why is this meeting an emergency meeting? And that's where I'm going to right now. The book of Matthew. Chapter 26, the verse 41. Can you, can you read it for me? Matthew 26, verse 41. If you are there in your car, in your homes, watching on the telly, connected to the telly, connected to the laptop, connected to the phone, you won't open your Bible with you and have a note with you right now. Because I'm going to speak that to the Lord has said about what is to come. And you have to know this, pin it down, and then be praying about it. Matthew 26, verse 41. It says that. Pray that you do not fall into temptation. You pray. <laughs> wow. Well, I told you you'd be blessed. Papa is really charged this right. evening. Right. Thank you, Papa, for the word. Matthew 26, 41. It says, Keep watch and pray, so that you will not give into temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Alright. So it says, Keep watch in prayer. Keep watch in prayer. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Why should you watch and pray? So that you do not fall into temptation. For as much as the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. Watch and pray. That you do not fall into temptation. So, in simple terms, 
The reason why you fall into temptations, you fall into sin, you fall into wrong contracts, you fall into wrong businesses, you receive wrong advice and all that. It is not because the sin is very desirous, but it is because you do not pray. So you say, come, talk to me, pray. Let's have a conversation. And in you having a conversation with me, you have a first-hand information to be able to overcome this temptation that is ahead of you. So the reason why you are falling into sin and you are living in sin even though you are a Christian, a born-again Christian, a baptized Christian for that matter, a tongue-speaking Christian for that matter, and yet you are being bombarded with sin, it is because you do not pray. The more you pray, the less you sin. But the less you pray, you know what happens then. So you see that the reason why we sing, the reason why we fall most more time or all the time into temptation, it is because we do not talk to him. It is because we do not have conversation with him. But if we have conversation with him, we will know that we are not supposed to enter into this. We will not say we have entered further right into show me. He already showed you. Sometimes he didn't show you because he didn't also ask. He have not because you you ask not. And you, you ask but receive not because your motive is wrong. Your motive is wrong. So, <laughs> he's telling us right now that the reason why you are going to fall into a temptation that is yet to come or that is already plain in your life right now, it is because you do not pray. It is because you don't talk to him. But if you talk to him, he will speak to you. He will let you know what is ahead. He will let you know how not to enter into this particular temptation. It might be wrong business. It might even come to a point of even receiving the wrong employment letter. Mm. Yeah. Very, very lucrative. They give you fringe benefits. <laughs> allowances. Dress allowance. Whatever allowance. They give you a car, whatever it is. With a driver. My goodness. <laughs> And yes, what you do not know about this is that the will of God is not in it. Mm. But because it's lucrative, it's glittering, you want to go for it, you, you assume, you conclude it is the will of God for you. Mm. But the problem here is that you do not inquire of the Lord. You do not reason with the Lord to know, Father, should mm. I take this car? Should I take this car or not? Should I take this car or not? Should I wear this clothes or not? Should I wear this or not? Should I have my building in this place or not? Should I marry this year or not? So this is what the Lord says. The Lord let me. I'm speaking about two major things that the Lord spoke to me. Why it is an emergency meeting. And even as I speak to you, please write it down. The Lord spoke to me. He spoke to me and he told me to go watch something online. Then I, he, he made me watch a, a very big TV station on uh, in, in US. I don't want to mention TV stations. Today. And this is what they were airing. And this is what they were saying on the TV. There was a presenter saying that they want to pass a law. And what they want to pass is that you cannot call any baby a boy or a girl. You have to allow the baby grow and decide which gender they belong to. So I have given birth to my child and I have no right to be able to call the child a boy or a girl because the child, 
his or her own has his or her own rights. So I, I cannot call the child a boy or a girl. I said, Lord, what are you going to tell me here? So at first we used to have male and female. But now we have male, female, we even have transgender. <laughs> transgender. We don't only have male and female anymore, we have transgender. And this is what the Lord is saying. Now that as much as the Lord is raising an army for this dispensation which has already begun, mm -hmm. the move of God has already begun. Mm -hmm. Many people are waiting for revival to take place, but revival is already taking place. Mm -hmm. You see, and as much as the revival is taking place, it's not only going to happen in the church. This is what the Lord was telling me. It's not only going to happen in the church. We are going to see most worldly people come into. Most people whom we consider to be worldly people are going to be championing most revival programs. Most business people whom we think are of the world and are doing things of the world are the people going to be championing. And that is because we, the Christians in the church, we have become carnal. Mm -hmm. So, see, we are carnal in the church and we are waiting for revival, praying to God for revival. And yet, the revival has already started. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you see, so, when people begin to rise up organizing programs, don't, do, do not look down upon them. It is the Lord's doing. Mm -hmm. He says that he, they will come up to the mountain of the Lord's house. Mm -hmm. It is His doing. Mm -hmm. so you, you can't criticize them, you can't be against them. Leave them, let them do the work of the Lord. Mm -hmm. They might not be doing the right way, maybe. Okay. But the Lord Himself will cause whoever has to teach them the right way to teach them the right way. So, these people, in this dispensation, as the Lord is saying, that this is one of the major things that He's calling this meeting as an emergency meeting, that you should tell yourself and your children that if you do not pray, you will enter into this temptation. Because this thing of lesbianism, gayism, mm transgender, being able to go for surgery, plastic surgery, change something, things about yourself, is becoming reasonable. <laughs> it's becoming too reasonable for the mind that it is very difficult for you to even object. Why do you think these people are going in for it? I don't think there's something wrong with it. Someone who is a male wants to become a female, begins to buy drugs, begins to go for surgery, and then begins to alter it, he becoming a she. And you think there's nothing wrong with it? And do you think they're not seeing they don't, is, they don't see any problem with it? They don't think it's wrong. If they think it's wrong, they won't do it. Yeah. No rational human being thinking something is wrong will go into it. If you are a rational being, you know something, this fire will burn you. Why are you putting your hands on it? No. But the problem is they are blind. Bible says that the children of this world are being blinded by the God of this world. Mm. So the reason why they are doing this is because they are blind. And Bible says in the book of Isaiah, he has given us a mandate. Mm. He said, ye are the light of the world, the, the salt of the earth. Mm. We are the salt because we are the preservation of the life of the earth. Mm. Oh. <laughs> you see, we are the salt of the earth. We are the preservation of the life of the earth. So if someone is going wayward, we have the ability to preserve the person. This might be too hard for the theologians to believe. <laughs> if someone is sick, someone is dying, there's something happening to someone, or something is going wrong in the life of someone, we have an ability to preserve that thing. When something is being decayed, something is being destroyed in the life of a believer or someone else, we have an ability to preserve the life of that person. 
It doesn't help the that We are then the light of the world. That you light up the world. And then you will show for the goodness of the Lord. That as men see it, they will glorify your Father in heaven. So we are supposed to exude the light that we are. And as we are exuding, people will begin to see the good works that we are doing as we are exuding our life. As we are exuding our nature, we are working our nature. People begin to see this good work. And then they begin to glorify our Father in heaven. Listen to this. They are not seeing the Father. They are seeing us. Mm. They are seeing us. Mm. We are the light. They are seeing us. Mm. All that we are doing is to shine. Mm. And as we are shining, the thing they do is not to glorify us, but they are glorifying our Father. Ah. But it's not our Father who is shining. It is not that is shining. Glorifying our friend. <laughs> we are glorifying our friend. Ah. And as we are glorifying our friend, then our friend is being glorified. He is exalted. Mm-hmm. But first we must shine. Mm. So the reason why these people are being perversed is because we are not shining enough. Mm. For them to see our good works and glorify the Father in heaven. The reason why the people around you are engaging into lesbianism, masturbation, and gazing and whatsoever it may be, it is because you are not shining enough. You are not shining enough. So how then can they see your good work and then glorify your Father in heaven? How then would they say they want to follow your path? There is a need for us to shine now that we can we can illuminate. And as we illuminate, we bring light to their eyes mm. because they are blind. They are blind. Bible says in the book of Matthew 6, 23. But it said, how great is the darkness in your light? Can you read it for me? So it means that we as we are here, we are the light of the world. But as much as you are the light of the world, there is an element of darkness in your light. You, 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 you are truly the light of the world. You are born again Christian. But he said that how great is the darkness in your light? There is darkness in your light. What is that darkness? Matthew 6, 23. Thank you for your but when your eye is bad, mm. when your, your whole body is, is filled with darkness. The whole body, just one thing, one part of your body, can be able to affect the whole body mm. with, darkness. with darkness. And if the light you think you have mm. is actually darkness, mm. how deep that darkness is? How deep is the darkness in your life? You are the light of the world. Mm. But in that light that you have, there is an element of darkness in your light. Mm. Yes. You are a believer. You're supposed to shine and show for the works of your father that he, your friend, will be glorified. And yet you are there and there is darkness in the light and you're not able to shine. And you are happy. And all you know how to do is to criticize people who are transgender. You don't understand why they are practicing masturbation, why they are watching porn, why they are watching uh, whatever it is. You don't understand why. It's because you're not exuding light enough. The reason why the friend beside you is addicted to drugs is because you are not exuding light enough. If you are exuding light enough, he will want to know your God. He will will want to know your God. He will want to know your God. How great is darkness in light? Because if we have to pluck the log out of someone's eye, we must first pluck that which is in our eyes first. So you you must fix yourself. You must fix yourself. You, you must be able to work on yourself. And as you are working on yourself, you don't have to work on anyone. As you work on yourself and they see it happening, they work on themselves. That's not. It happens. 
they see it and then they glorify God. Mm. It's like only a fool says in his heart that there is no God. Mm. But for these people who are perverse now saying that they are glorifying your father, you know that they are dead in their ways. With me, somebody. So, if you do not pray, this is what is going to happen. The Lord says, God forbid, though, but He says it, and you need to pray about it. If you do not pray about it, this is what you are going to end up to. We might wake up one day, and your husband wakes up with you and says, Today, I feel like a lady, I want to be a lady. I'm tired of the manly responsibility, I want to be a woman. You might wake up one day and your wife is she, she's tired of being a mother, she's tired of menstruating, she's tired of taking responsibility, she's tired of being a housewife, she's tired of this and that. She wants to be a guy. It, 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 it may look quite upset right now. But you see, if you pray about it, you won't be part of this. And even our children. <laughs> but I give birth to my child. And I can't tell my child based on so everything shows about my child that my children are boys. Mm-hmm. And everything shows about her that she's a female. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell she's a female. She has to tell me that okay, I'm a boy, but I'm a girl. Mm-hmm. And this is what the Lord is saying. We are entering into you see, people think this this only thing is in the Europe, in the Asia. No, 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 no. It's in Ghana now. Mm-hmm. Just as we thought that the corona was not going to come to Ghana, it's not in the doorstep of Ghana, but it was already in Ghana roaming about. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying when the Lord says it's already in Ghana. And then we are going to see it happening up on the news. You know, when we say some of these things, we don't put the video out there, even if it happens. We, we do not, I don't know. Sometimes I mean, forget how people say certain things, and my members will then be saying that, uh, the children of God will then be saying that, uh, Papa, you prophesy this, if you say that. Even we were saying about Corona, I just did not mention the name, but we were saying that Papa, you said from 2020, blah, blah, blah. Then I, we, we, saw, we saw the picture in church. I am not here for my name. I'm just here to give the message to that which will hear. I am giving the message to people who want to hear. That God forbid that one day our children appear to us a father, even though I'm a boy, I want to be a girl. Mm. And then they begin to dress like a girl. Mm. They begin to give, they begin to do makeup, wear ladies' clothing. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. But you see, it doesn't end here. You have to be praying every time for your children. Lay hands upon your children midnight. Lay hands upon your husband. Lay hands upon your wife at dawn. Pray for them. That the arrow of the enemy that is being thrown to their DNA, to mm. utter their DNA, to utter their hormones, that will make them feel that even though I'm a guy, I want to be a woman. Mm. And then they begin to dress like women. God forbid. Not my children. Not my children. Oh, not my children. We have to pray for the next generation. The, the life of the next generation relies in us. Mm. What we do right now will determine what the next generation will be of. Mm. Yes, Bible says, and darkness will grow dark in the earth. It will surely happen. But said, when that is happening, then we, the children of God, there is a lifting up for us. Ah. So, as much as you are declaring and lifting up for yourself, make sure your children are part of the lifting people. Mm. Your children are also lifted. Make sure your children are also lifted. It's very easy. We might think this thing is only for um, S, but it's for our children also. The life of our children depends on this. For the dragon was waiting for the woman to give birth so he can devour the baby, and not the woman. 
there is something about the next generation that the enemy is after and he has thrown an arrow upon the hormones and the DNA of people that people will begin to feel funny and this, even this aspect of masturbation people don't really know it's legally you are to have sex with male and female is supposed to take place but when an individual alone begins to have this activity and then begins to feel certain things what are you having it with? you are breaking the law of God and the moment the law of God is being broken it gives access to evil spirits it gives access to evil spirits and what is going to happen is that many men will not be able to satisfy their women they will not be able to satisfy their wives watch it coming You, you see it in the news. You, you see it. Many men will not be able to satisfy their wives because of the spirit. And I see Christians also selling sex dogs. And you do not know this is the agenda of the end of the enemy is pushing. That as much as you are using all these tools of the enemy, he gains access in these people. So instead of you being a conveyor of the light of God to the world, you begin to give access to the enemy to rather work in the lives of the people. And you are still comfortable calling yourself a Christian and have a business. You think you pay time to that is all? You are okay? Jesus is not concerned about the He says they are weightier matters. He says they are weightier matters. Faith. Justice. He says they are weightier matters. This is number one that the Lord spoke about. That there's a generation that an enemy has targeted to work on their homes and their DNA. To cause them to begin to feel funny. When people who are male will begin to feel as though they are females, when females will begin to feel as though they are males, and as this transcends to men not being able to satisfy women, women feel now they can satisfy themselves. He says again that in this age, love will go cold. And as love goes cold and then heartbreaks begin to occur, people feel that okay, the connection that men have with themselves. Is okay, so let me date a man. Female also feels that okay, let me date a woman. And what is going to happen is that these people are no more going to be ashamed of their status, they are going to come out. We are going to have a lot of people, prominent people for that matter, coming out to share certain information with us that will shock us. But it shouldn't shock us. What should be able to shock us is because we've not exude light and we go to that extent. I'm even talking about men of God even in this thing. Now the Lord again said the second thing. So this is the first thing. Please pray for your husband. Pray for your wife. Now they don't wake up and say I'm tired of all these things. Pray for your children. The second thing the Lord spoke about is about the increase for the desire for fame. For fame. People will want Fame, including men of God, that was the saddest thing when the Lord was speaking to me. 
inside in my heart. To even know that the men of God that we are supposed to be to move the people towards perfection for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. What you are most concerned about is fame. One man of God said that the next generation, that the generation before them delivered unto them fasting, prayer, and meditation on the word of God. But what are we going to deliver? What are they going to deliver unto us, this generation? Are they going to deliver unto us stage, mm. lightning, and branding? Yeah. Is that what we are going to be delivered to? Is that, is that what they are going to deliver to us? And if they are going to deliver stage, lightning, branding of ministry to us, <laughs> what are we also going to deliver to the next generation? Mm. They received prayer, fasting, meditation on the word of God. And all that they see in their generation now is branding. Mega stage, lightning. And because of that, when the young people do not see lightning, do not see good sound, mega stage, whatever it is, branding, good branding, they don't go for such meetings. Forgetting all about that branding by our spirit. spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, this is what I want you to understand. So that there's a generation that is coming that are going to seek after fame. And this is what is going to happen with the fame that they are seeking after. This is what is going to happen. See, before we even go to talk about what they are going to do, let's talk about the life of Jesus Christ, even as believers. Because if we are going to talk about what is to come, then we must talk about how our friend did it, our friend God did it. Before Jesus became famous, something happened. In the book of Mark chapter 1, the verse 33, can we read it to 35? Mark verse chapter 1, the verse 33 to 35. How did our friend become famous? So how can we then become famous? Mark chapter 1 verse 33 to 35. The whole town gathered at the door to watch. Now please watch this. The whole town have gathered to watch Jesus. Jesus helped many people who were sick with various diseases. And he cast out many demons. But because the demons knew he was, he did not allow them to speak. Verse 35. Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to isolate place to pray. But you see, it's alright. The next verse also misunderstand. The word spread abroad about what Jesus Christ did. But the secret to why Jesus was able to cast out this spirit was because he always and often time isolated himself at dawn to pray. So, how did Jesus become famous? It is not because of the miracles per se, or what what, what produced the miracles. He, it was the, his life of isolation in prayer. That was what brought about the miracles, and that was what brought about his fame. So if we, the young people, we want our business to be famous, we want our ministry to be famous, we want certain things about our life to be famous, we want ourselves to be famous, we should learn how to isolate ourselves and talk to our friend. Because Jesus had a life of isolating himself, talking to God. He was having conversation with God. So anytime he comes down from the mountain, he's able to deal with those situations. That's how he handled it. That's how he handled it. That's how Jesus became famous. He did not become famous because he was God or he was the Son of God. Because Bible said, when you read the verse 34, it says, and that Jesus did not allow the demons to speak. Because they knew who he was. And he didn't want the people to know before time. 
So he didn't allow them to speak. So he did not become famous because he was the son of God. He became famous because of his prayer life. He always goes into isolation to pray. You want your business to be known. You want 1,000 followers. You want 10,000 followers on social Do you pray? Do you isolate yourself? Do you talk to, do you talk to God? Let's read the book of Joshua. God is able to make you famous. Our friend Jesus is able to make you famous. And he has taught us how to be famous, to pray. If it's about business, pray. If it's about ministry, pray. Joshua 6, 27. So the Lord was with Joshua. And his reputation spread throughout the land. So why did the reputation of Joshua spread throughout the land? How the Lord was with him. How did Joshua become famous? Mm. It was because the Lord was with him. Mm. So God has an ability to make you famous. Mm. You don't have to go get fame from the world. God has an ability to make you famous. But first, He must be with you for that to be established. Is God with you? Ah. Is God with you? Is God with you? It's a simple question. But you see, I'm struggling to answer. You have, you've even answered, but you don't, you're not even sure of it. Is God with you? The reason why this, the Joshua's name spread about, the reason why Joshua became famous was because God was with him. You want to be famous, you need God with you. Mm. So in this discipline, many are going to cry out for fame. Numbers 14, verse 15. This is, what, this is what the Lord says. This is the second thing I'm going to talk about. Then I will tell you how to overcome these two things. Now, the second thing is that Numbers 14, 15. And this is what the people are going to bring in this dispensation now just because of him. And it's even already taking place. But it's going to be intensified. Numbers 14, verse 15. Numbers 14, 15. Slaughter all these people with a single blow. The nations that have heard of your fame will say. Okay. So if you slaughter this nation with a single blow, the nations that hear of your slaughtering will say. They hear the nations, not one nation, the nations hear of your slaughtering. They, because you have destroyed someone, they begin to see that you are famous. They hear of you because you destroy someone. So then in the industry now. They think the way forward is to beef. Beef here, beef there, beef here. So the Lord says that aside what is happening, the first one, the second one is the desire for fame. And they're not only going to desire for fame, but they are going to kill for fame. They are going to destroy for fame. They are going to lie on each other. They will bear false witness so they can be famous. I think this is already happening. It's, it's already now you see it's going to be intensified. When we are even going to see the truthfulness of certain people's actions. Because right now it's taking place. People think, oh, maybe this person is a crusader against false men of God. No. The intention behind should be famous. I don't see it. Because see, these people talking about they have another plan to move from the position they have to another position. So they need they need a thing. They need to be seen as good people. Okay. So, so these people can be men of God who also target their fellow men of God and try to destroy them so they can be famous. Yes. 
So when they see a group that is mainly guarded, they go and report. They, they plot themselves against each other because just to be famous. So instead of the ministry being a compliment and gift complimenting the gift, they see it as a competition. But our ministries are supposed to complement each other and not be a competition. We are supposed to be friends. We are supposed to be friends. We need as friends. See how we can push the work of God forward. Because, because of fame, they begin to destroy each other and then they begin to instigate their members against another man of God. So, so far as you are not ministering like them, you are not called of God. If you don't prophesy like them, you are not called of God. If you don't heal like them, you are not called of God. If you probably preach and you shout, you are not called of God. If you preach and you are, you are shouting, you are not called of God. So they begin to teach their members wrong doctrines against other men of God. It's not our duty to point out who is a man of God or who is not a man of God. It's not our duty. So when we begin to see other men of God on radio begin to insult each other and begin to instigate one person against the other, know that God has accepted them. They are doing that for fame. They are doing that for the wrong motive. If you see any man on radio and they are being asked questions on TV and they are talking about their beef with someone and then they are trying to explain themselves more, no, that that person has a wrong motive. God is not with them. Because if God is with you, you will know. You have the wish not to talk about certain things. They might be spreading false rumors about you, but you keep quiet. Because you know that vengeance is the Lord. The truth surely prevails. It surely makes us free. So are you with me, somebody? There is a generation that is going to seek after fame. They, they are going to seek after fame. Fame, fame. They're thinking of how to increase their social media followers. Thinking of how many likes they've gotten. So when they check your page, they've gotten maybe um, 100 likes, they go check their own, how many do they have? <laughs> they, begin, they begin to compare likes, compare views, compare how you do your things so they can also probably do it better next time. Mm. All because of fame. But I see funny enough, some of these people don't even know that they're doing it because of fame. But it's one of the arrows of the enemy. That people will destroy each other because of fame. Can I read a book of John 12? Fame. Fame. Please stay online with me. Stay online with me. I'm telling you what is to come. Alright. John 12, 43. For they love human praise more than the praise of God. So they love human praise more than the praise of God. Their focus was for the fame they get from men and not how God makes them famous. Mm. So they love human, in this dispensation, they are going to love human praise than the praise of God. But they do not care about what God is saying. They do not want to wait on God. All they want is the praise of man. So far as men are coming for them, they are okay. Including men of God, including musicians, including TV personalities, entertainers, what have you. Members. They are only concerned about fame. That is the only thing they are concerned about. They are only concerned about fame. The praise of men and not the praise of God. 
How can a generation be so perverse? And all the all the generation is seeking for is fame. 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 And funny enough, when they get this fame, they don't use it for anything substantive. They begin to twerk. <laughs> they begin to show pictures showing their bodies anyhow. So you need the fame to even destroy your own self. That's why you need the fame. You, you want 100k followers. And after getting that followers, what then do you do? You twerk. <laughs> you show your body parts anyhow. <laughs> This generation has become. You know, bikini is being seen as a cloth for beach. Very soon. Very soon. It's going to be seen as cloth for you to wear under sun. The sun is scorching too much. You know, they have changed underwear, they have modified underwear, and they are calling biker shorts. That women who at first don't want you to see their underwear can now boldly wear underwear, walk around just because the name has been changed to buy cash. And they are comfortable. They are comfortable. You wear it, right? <laughs> you don't you, you don't cover yourself, you are okay. And yet you do not know that you are working in alignment of the will of the devil. You, you are part of the agenda of the devil. You are propagating the agenda of the devil and you do not know it. See, when we say this and they think we are too spiritual. No, we are telling you what is to come and what is already happening. All they do is just change the name. They change the name. They change the name. My cashew. It's not an underwear. It's called an underwear for a reason. It's so frustrated now that many women are not buying books to work on their brains, but they can spend millions of CDs and even dollars on products that will better their skin, products that will enlarge their butts, their ass. Could you invest that same amount of energy that you invest on your skin, <laughs> on your tummy? <laughs> on your ass, on your back, you would have been a billionaire by now. Mm. You see, so you have big buttons, big, big butts, nice color, but you are begging someone's son for money. Mm. You should be ashamed. You shouldn't be confident. You should be ashamed of yourself. But if someone doesn't give you money, you cannot do anything as a lady. And yet, God calls you to help me. What are you helping him with? Mm. Uh, helping me spend the money. <laughs> that, that, that's the only help you are rendering. Come on. Let's see where we are going to as a generation. And how this is an emergency to the spirit's realm. It's an emergency to the Lord. Our friend is not happy about what is happening. He is not happy at all. Kayabasha. <laughs> If you invest that same amount of energy you invest, so to speak, in your ass, in your breast, in your, on your skin, on your tummy, 
you would have been a better person by now if you invested in your brain. If you invested in your brain, invest in acquiring more information and more knowledge. Hallelujah. Now, how do we overcome these things that are how do we overcome it? John chapter 20, verse 21. How do you then overcome? How do you then overcome? Before I read, this message is very timely because this generation is facing the Lord. So I, I pray because the message is very deep. I just pray that people out there able to assimilate this message in order to transform your lives especially the aspects of the females yes that's they, they are invested more into their bodies than their, their prayers I, I just pray that they should be able to because, because, because they want the praise of men mm. than the praise of God, God. so when men see us oh, nice body oh, nice, nice color yes. mercy very pray for this generation John 20, 21. Again he said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. He said that peace be unto you. And the same way the Father has sent me, so I have sent you. So the same way. Meaning that the same way the Father sent him, and what did we see in the life of Jesus? He was working out miracles, he was doing good. So that same measure. Is being given to us, and Jesus now comes to tell us that we are going to even do greater works. But for before we saw the miracles Jesus Christ was doing, he had a lifestyle he was living before the miracles were taking place. The lifestyle, and what was that life? A lifestyle of isolating himself on the prayer. So he says, If he has said this name to us, and then he has sent us the same way the Father has sent him, Jesus, our friend. Then we must do what Jesus did to get a result he had. So what did Jesus do to get a result he had? And this is how we can be able to overcome the temptations that lies ahead. I'm going to speak briefly on five. One, Jesus waited on the Lord. He waited. And this one, this generation doesn't have to wait, to isolate and wait. And I won't speak much of it because at that time I declared that it is our week of waiting on the Lord. Bible makes us that Jesus waited on the Lord for 30 good years to fulfill the ministry of three good years. He learned to wait for 30 years. If your ministry is not as big as you want it to be, learn how to wait on the Lord. Do not cut corners. The fathers you see currently with the large crowds and other stuffs, they started somewhere. Please, my brother, my sister, don't cut corners. The businesses, the houses you see people build, if they are only from the Lord, they went through a process. Learn to wait on the Lord and do not cut corners. Now, the second thing Jesus did was to pray. As we saw in the book of Mark chapter 1, the verse 35, he prayed. He prayed. And then he was able to deal with such situations. Now, please read the book of Psalm for me. 
the book of Psalm 32, verse 3 and verse 7. We are getting to the end of the section. I'm teaching you how to overcome these things that are yet to come. Psalm 32, verse 3. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away all day long. So when I refused to confess, when I refused to communicate with my father, when I refused to have a conversation with my friend, my flesh, my body wasted away. And this is when you people begin to confess that you are in what? Depression. And the problem is because we do not confess, we do not speak to our father. We do not have a conversation with our father. And as a result of that, our flesh and our bones waste away. It says, for you are hiding place. Mm-hmm. You protect me from trouble. Mm-hmm. You surround me with songs of victory. Mm-hmm. So he says what? You are my hiding place. Mm-hmm. You protect me from trouble. You protect me from what trouble? You surround me with songs of victory. Songs of victory. Mm-hmm. For someone to be able to sing and then the person is killed, the person might have gone through some battles. Yeah. So he surrounds us with victory. The presence of the Lord is able to bring you deliverance. The presence of the Lord is able to take you out of temptation. The presence of the Lord is able to bring you salvation. So in whatever you are doing, don't neglect prayer. Do not neglect it. Because if we are going to be able to overcome as our, our friend did, then we should be able to have a lifestyle that he had. Are you hearing me, son? Lifestyle. His lifestyle. His lifestyle. He had a lifestyle of prayer. He didn't just have a time of prayer, but he had a lifestyle of prayer. To the point where the disciples are looking for him, they know where to find him. You know, they, they, they knew if he's not here, he's here. What kind of man is this? Are you here? The next thing is that, aside the prayer that we see Jesus do, we saw him have faith, he exuded faith. He had faith. Faith. Hebrews 13 verse 7. Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. So remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Jesus was being our leader. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the examples of their faith. Just before you even follow the examples of their faith, think of the end of their life. Think of all the good that has come in their life. So we can't follow a man until we have seen his lifestyle and what has come out of it. So, so, so he said that before you follow the faith of your father, see the good of his life. See the things of his life. So you don't follow a man because you see his weakness. You follow a man because you see his good. <laughs> so Jesus, at the point, God pissed some people from the temple. Like, we, don't, we don't care about that side. <laughs> no, no, no. 
No. Then we, we, we call it Oya. It's not Oya. <laughs> it is Hanka. <laughs> so he had said so we should follow after our fathers of their faith. But their lifestyle is the testimony for which we are following after. So what is the lifestyle of Jesus? Then we must also follow that lifestyle so we can have faith in our stead. So many people do not believe in themselves. But you see, the first person that believed in you is not even your mother. Neither is it your father. Neither is it your friend, your best friend, or your sibling. The first person that believed in you is God. He believed in you and that's why he created you. If he, does, if he did not believe in you, he wouldn't have created you. It would have been a waste of time. He was the first person that believed in you. So if God who created you believes in you, why won't you believe in yourself? So it is our duty to believe in God and also believe in ourselves. So have faith in God and believe in yourself. Why then should I believe in myself? God said that we are going to account for every word that we speak. If my words don't carry power, if your words are not potent, if your words do not cause any havoc or cause anything to, into manifestation, why will you account for it? It means that you, as you are watching me currently, your words are potent. Your words bring things into manifestation. And that is why you are going to account for every word that you speak. Why will I account for a word that I speak if my words don't mean anything? You see, when a kid, when a kid, when a kid is calling an adult, let's say, sorry to speak, let's say, Agua. Or certain words. We will not take it seriously. By a collar, he's a kid. But if you as an elder begin to call another elder this, they look at the hell. They begin to hold you accountable for it because of your maturity. So at this stage, <laughs> you are going to be accountable for every word. And if I'm going to be accountable for every word that I speak, then I must be careful of what I bring into manifestation with my words. And I must believe in my words also because God Himself believes in my word. That's why He's going to act. Be, I'm going to be accountable for those words. God is going to have records <laughs> and hold us accountable for our words. I did not say it, the Bible said it. So is it going to cause us accountable for every joke we make? Yes. Are jokes not words? Yeah. It might be seen outside as jokes, but the motives, was it a joke for you before you said it? Our motives. So how faith in God and believe in yourself. The last two, patience. 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 You see, even before we move to patience about faith, we will see something there. Are you? Let's move to patience. Now, remind me of fasting and doing good. We'll end with that. We'll end with this. Patience. To be able to overcome this thing that is about to happen in this dispensation, we must have patience. We must be patient. And one reason why many people are impatient is because they do not know that the Lord hears them. Whether Jesus received the bread and the fishes, it wasn't enough. But he lifted up to the heavens and he said, Father, I know that you hear me always. So the reason why he was patient was because he knew that his Father listens to him always. The reason why you are impatient is because you are not sure if your father listens to you. You are not sure if your friend hears you. So you are impatient. So now you want to do it your way. Because you are not sure if he's heading you, so now you want to go your way. You think he's taking time. 
So now if you go your way, maybe it might help. So you're impatient. And be patient. If you're patient, you'll be able to overcome what is ahead of us. Give all to God also. Give all to God. When Jesus held the bread, he gave all to the Lord. He lifted it up to the heavens. Father, thank you. For I know that you hear me all. Give all to God. On the cross, he says, not my will, but your will, Lord. Give all to God. Lastly, the last thing you should be able to do is to fast and do good. <laughs> One day, Jesus met with a man whose son was oppressed by the devil. And Bible said, the disciples did everything they could and they did, not, they did not succeed in casting out this demon. And when Jesus appeared in the scene, the man said, your disciples did everything they can do and nothing had happened. And the disciples told Jesus, did everything that you taught us, that we know that we can do, and nothing happens. And Jesus said unto them that this kind doesn't go out but by fasting and prayer. Okay, he says this kind. But what we see next is that Jesus Christ was able to cast out those devils in the life of that baby. Why? Why was Jesus able to cast it out and the people were not able to cast it out? It was because Jesus lived a life of fasting. It wasn't because he was God. <laughs> it was because he lived a life of fasting. He had a, so he was teaching them the antidote for that particular spirit. He says, except by fast and prayer. So Bible said Jesus Christ fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He had a life. He, he was God. He is God. Still, he had a life of fasting and prayer. God fasting. <laughs> you will not fast. <laughs> you want to cast out devils. You will not fast. <laughs> Why won't you cast corners? Why won't you go and seek other corners and then seek after the, the fame of men? You don't want to fast, but you want me to blow up. You want to cast out devils, you don't want to fast. <laughs> Proverbs 28. Verse 7. Proverbs 28, verse 7. It says, A good one is a shame to the father. It says, Those who love food, they are ashamed to the father. All you know is your tongue. All you know is to, to eat. Bible says you are ashamed to the father. You are ashamed to our friend. Papa. Right. Proverbs 28, 7. Mm-hmm. It says, Young people who obey the law are wise. Young people who obey, who the, obey law the law are wise. They are wise. Those with wild friends mm-hmm. bring shame to their parents. Mm-hmm. Other verses in the King James or the NLB. Aside their friends, they are ones. They bring shame. They have friends, they go to party, they go and eat here and there. They bring shame to their father. So it is easy for you to bring shame to the house if you are not living a life of fasting and prayer. It's very easy. It's easy for you to be a laughing stock among your members. You can't cast out demons because you don't have a life of fasting and prayer. So one demon, they spend two hours casting the demon out. And the whole church is busy praying two hours to cast out only one demon. I would love to read the King James Version. It says, whoever keeps the law is a descendant son. Mm. He's descending. Yes. Mm. But a companion of Bruton mm. shames his father. Mm. Compa- a companion. <laughs> a companion. <laughs> so, 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 so,
They are all, they are all good dogs. They know themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They move from one party to another party. Mm-hmm. One joint to another joint. Shames. They shame their father. So you, mm-hmm. are you a good dog? Are, are you more of food? You cannot fast. And the excuse you give, I'm on medication and I'm on Mercy. We are Christian. And all sacrifice finals come up. It's an indication you do not fast and break, but you stop, and that's why Alsa has had it to me. If you fast and break, Alsa will not have it to me. Jesus. You see, many people feel that it was the fasting and prayer of Esther and Mordecai and the people that brought them favor. <laughs> and then leave it there. Can we read the book of Esther chapter 5 verse 1 to 3 and 4? I'm ending with this. I'll, I'll show you something. Yeah. Because the last thing is to fast and do good. To be able to overcome. Fast and do good. Esther 5. Esther 5. Verse 1. On the third day of the fast, okay. Esther put on a robe and entered the inner court of the palace. Okay. Just across the king's hall, the king was sitting on his royal throne, facing the entrance. The verse two says, "When he saw Queen Esther standing there in the inner court, he welcomed her and held out the gold scepter to her hand. So Esther approached and touched the end of the scepter. The verse three. Then the king asked her." What do you want, Queen Esther? What is your request? I will give it to you, even if it is the half of the kingdom. The despot, you know. So now Esther found favor in the sight of the king after three days of fasting prayer. She found favor in the sight of the king. And the king now said, that Ask whatever you want of me, and I'll give it to you, even if it's half of the kingdom. You know, as that same scenario happened somewhere, and someone asked for the head of the battles. And this Esther has also gotten the opportunity. What is she going to ask for? <laughs> so this person had the same thing. He had favor in the sight of the king, and she went to touch the uh, scepter of the gold scepter of the king. And the king said, ask me whatever you want me to do for you, and I will do it for you. Even if it is the half of the kingdom. Even if the king was ready to call the favor, even if it's half of the kingdom. But let's see what happened. The chapter 6, verse 1 to 3. Chapter 6.